Yeah, baby. What is up? 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 Welcome, one and all, to the meeting stream number 51. 51 days and nights regulating those vibes. We in here, baby. We in here. And if you're on the replay, hi, how are you? If you're in live, double hi, how are you? Double, double, double. Uh, I've done a lot of uh, work, <laughs> as always. Uh, I've got uh, a lot of uh, organization done in the DJ library today. I have way more sci-fi instrumentals than I thought. So that's good. And uh, what else? Oh yeah, I made that record that we just played. As like a record. So th th we kicked off this broadcast. And it might have to get chopped off for the copyright gods from one version of this. We shall see. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, on stream, like a week ago maybe, I was freestyling away, just playing records randomly as you do, uh, figuring out the vibes, and uh, I did a live bootleg mashup type thing of uh, It Takes Two from What's Wave V, What's Wave 5, uh, with uh, Dr. Dre's What's the Difference? Now, here's the thing about that mashup. Uh, it didn't even occur to me at the time that Alan Watts talking about It Takes Two and talking about duality and then the instrument, the Dr. Dre instrumental from the track, What's the Difference Between Me and You? I didn't even, like, I just thought they sounded good together. I didn't even realize in my conscious mind that they were also thematically completely intertwined. And that, I didn't even realize that until someone said something in the comments today. Because I, I, I did that, um, I had a uh, epiphany and I was like, I should just do that as a proper remix. You know, so I did that this afternoon, and then I just dropped that on the YouTube channel and the SoundCloud and the Bandcamp. So you can download that for free right now. Yes, you can. Uh, but I didn't realize until someone pointed out in the comments how actually completely genius the thematic uh, unison of that whole situation is. So, like, shouts out to my subconscious mind. <laughs> Yo! And, uh, yeah. Shouts out to you guys, because it wouldn't have happened without you guys. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm excited to see what else happens, you know? What other crazy new things pop off over the course of these streams that otherwise would not have occurred? Uh, I'm definitely going to be pushing deeper into experimental territory as we go deeper. Uh, I asked you guys on the community tab yesterday what kind of mixes you want to see coming up, and there's loads of great ideas, so I'll definitely be paying attention to those. Shouts out to everyone looked in live. All the live gang. Shouts out, uh, shouts out to you got uh, on Facebook. Uh, there's some people on Facebook, it seems. Uh, there's some people on Twitch. And there is, of course, the mighty Mini Wave, uh, Wave Gang, the Duck Squad, whatever you guys are calling yourselves today. Wave Gang, go drown! Over here on the YouTube, you bad motherfuckers, you. Uh, you ugh, I'm not supposed to swear, am I? Bad mama jammers, there you go. Gosh, I need a, I need a jar. Hey, Vim Fuego gets that, uh... First award. First award, Vim Fuego, well done. Vim Fuego is first. I lied in the long, long, long ago, like two and a half hours ago. So you've been hanging out in chat like a G for a while, and I'm proud of you. And uh, yeah, what up, Luke Ford? You were, you were almost first. How's Palmer? Was third. We just got the whole gang in, so shouts out to the gang. Lovely to see you guys. Thank you for being here. And uh, yeah, uh, go cop that. Uh, go download that Alan Watts Dr. Dre mashup if you haven't yet. It's free. Uh, I think the link is in the bio. Or should be uh, you, it's it's easily find it's on the Bandcamp you know you can find it I think the links to the Bandcamp is in the bio you can go find that yeah 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 and who'd have thank it you know uh, who'd have who'd have imagined Dr Dre and Alan Watts coming together and it being so beautiful and sounding like it's just natural like it always should have been that way 
And of course it always should have been that way. I am just a conduit for God's will. God damn it, that's all I'm doing. I'm just here conduiting the will of the Almighty and, uh, you know, making myself into an excellent Gundam sort of rocket ship slash, uh, what do you call them, mech suit for the gods to drive. You know, gods or God singular, I don't, I don't care how you want to put it, you know. That's all I am, baby. That's all I'm here for. I'm just conduit. Ooh, ooh, just a humble DJ, you know, just a humble beat farmer. Just a humble gardener in uh, the Garden of Beats. You know, but of course it's better to be um, a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. And uh, that's why I swing kettlebells on the roof in the dark and uh, keep an eye out for alien life. You know, that's what I'd be, be doing. Three o'clock in the morning most nights, if you were flying one of your drones over West Hollywood, you might see me up on a rooftop swinging a kettlebell, you know, listening to a new beat that I've just made. And uh, keeping an eye out for aliens, you know, because uh, that's what's going on. They're out there. They're among us. And they are zooming around all over the place, causing all sorts of problems, causing all sorts of uh, concerns over Russia the other day and uh, North Wales. You know, it's, it's just kicking off. It's kicking off. But the only reason uh, that I themed today's stream, uh, Alien, themey, and I'll get a little deeper into what I meant by that, is because uh, it's number 51. And I was, I was looking, I was initially for uh, that Alan Watts, Dr. Dre mashup. The first thing that came into my mind for a visual for it, I thought, ah, oh, cool, I'm going to get some footage from Grand Theft Auto San Andreas uh, when he's hanging out with Truth, you know, that hippie guy, and uh, he breaks into Area 51. I thought that would be dope. And then I was like, oh, whoa, it's Meaning Stream 51 today as well. That's crazy. But then in the end, I decided that it would be cooler just to have a, a, a visual that was just like the image that I made for the artwork because it was very cool and I put like matrix graphics over it it looked very cool but anyway um, yeah area 51 vibes because it's meaning stream 51 and what I'm gonna do because uh, I was going through my library of uh, my own instrumentals making sure because I haven't even got them all in my DJ library I realized you know so I was like, I was trying to bring in, bring them all in. They're not all in. There's a lot of them. There's like a thousand. <laughs> you know, the, but I got a lot. You know, I got a lot of tracks. But uh, I tag my music with words so I can easily bring it forward. You know, so every song that's in my DJ library, I tag it with a whole bunch of words that describe how it makes me feel, or the kind of vibes it has. You know, and one of those vibes is sci-fi, sci-fi vibes. And I realized like a lot of my music has sci-fi vibes, but that makes sense because I'm a sci-fi kind of a dude. You know. Uh, some of my biggest influences are sci-fi things, uh, you know, um, obviously Akira is a dystopia, it's kind of sci-fi, it was set in the future, whatever. You know, Alien, uh, Giga, Alien is uh, in my top three movies of all time. I have a kind of revolving top three, it shifts a little, you know. Sometimes the top three is uh, Alien, Akira, Blade Runner. Sometimes the top three is True Romance, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's a wonderful life. But, you know, it, it tends to sort of stay in that kind of area. I mean, certainly, it doesn't include anything that was made in the past 20 years. And I'm normally very kind of current with stuff. You know, I'm not one of these people who's like, everything, the, the best stuff ever made was a long, long, long time ago. That seems silly to me. Most of my favorite music is usually brand new. I, you know, I stay very in touch with new music. But for whatever reason, I haven't seen a very good film. I haven't done, and I wonder if it's even possible to make a very good film. Given that films are so focus grouped at this point, if you were to make something that was a masterpiece, a bunch, enough morons wouldn't understand it that it wouldn't be allowed to be released. Because they focus group everything, right? They show it to like 100 people and like, 
you know, if, if 30 of those people or 50 of them or even 20 of them, like, don't get it, then they will remove the bit they don't get because they don't want to go over people's heads. They don't want to alienate people, you know? And uh, that's why no Marvel movie has ever been above a 7, if I'm being generous, you know? More like a 6.6, .6, really. Really. If we're being truthful, if we're being honest about it, you know, in the initial stage of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we were just so excited to see Thor on screen. We let them get away with all sorts of shit. You know what I mean? We let all sorts of stuff slide. We say, oh, okay, that's fine. Oh, that's right. Look, it's like, look, 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 I used to be like this. I'll be, I remember arguing with my mum or someone. I think it was my mum. I was like, how can you moan at this? It's like, look, it's Thor on screen and it looks brilliant. All right, just enjoy it for what it is. But like, yeah, I'm finding that ever more difficult these days. But uh, it doesn't matter anyway. It doesn't matter because, uh, you know, we're about to enter a new world. And in that new world, there's going to be new art forms and new ways of telling stories. We were talking about this last night. And I've been thinking about it a lot, and it's uh, something something uh, I definitely want to be involved in, you know, is the birth of this new art form, uh, which I've been talking about being participatory. Like, the telling of our mythical stories has to be participatory once again, just like it used to be. And one way we can do that is, like, one we've been... Uh, films are very expensive to make, you know? And uh, you have to get a whole load of people. One thing that's happened with this... Uh, uh, pandemic or whatever it is is you know they're, they're not making movies because you can't get a load of people in a room right now out of necessity will be born an art form where you don't need all the people in one room that's kind of what's going on here right we're all hanging out together uh you know grave flower and word xp and spagandi and bjb and vim fuego and greg a the dawn and hensei warhol z we're all hanging around together right house farmers here you know but we're not in the same room but we're still hanging out together and vibes are being transmitted now, you could be making great artworks and telling stories in that fashion. And you could be doing it in some kind of, like, VR, like, uh, painting. Some hyperspace digital painting. And it doesn't matter you're in different places with different quality cameras and different lighting and stuff like that. Uh, if the thing is all sort of built together within a system. Some kind of system. Some kind of, like, infinite digital painting space that you can engage in and your presence can be felt and expressed, you know? Anyway. Um... We'll think, we'll think more of that uh, as we go in, but I think that's what we're going into. I think it's going to be great. Hensai uh, Warhol Z says, We're going to bring back video arcades with both booth seating and movies will be interactive VR games, and the seat you choose will t determine your role. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Something like that. You remember those Choose Your Own Adventure books? You know what I mean? Like, I used to love those Choose Your Own Adventure books. When I was my son's age, I remember I used to, s I used to pretend, I used to get sent to bed at like 7 o'clock, and I'd hide under the quilt for a bit until I was pretty sure everyone was sure I was asleep. Then I'd get out my little flashlight, you know, and then I'd read my books. And uh, some of the books I was into were those choose-your-own-adventure books, you know what I mean? You're like a barbarian or something. or like You're on some kind of epic quest, and it's like, you know, kill the dragon or not kill the dragon. Of course you kill the dragon, but if you didn't kill the dragon, you'd go off and have a different adventure. And it'd be in a book. It was like a book video game. Back in the day, man, we used to get down. What up, fire is everything, says, I was listening to motivational Dragon Ball Z AMVs earlier. When is Vegeta Wave coming on? Uh, coming out. Yeah, you know, what am I, like, I would love to do more of that stuff. Um, I would love to do more of that stuff. It's just very difficult with copyright being the way it is. Because, uh, you could spend ages making something and then it'll just get deleted. Or yeeted. It'll just get straight up yeeted. Plus, you can't put it on Spotify or anything. And, like, Spotify actually generates revenue. Um, whereas YouTube advertising does not. You know? Uh, YouTube streaming does not. So it's very difficult. It's one of these things, that's why basically, uh, 
you ever see that Riff Raff video where he's like, uh, I just want to blow up and act like I don't know nobody. And he's got the fangs in. <laughs> yeah, a bit like that, but like, I just want to blow up and then like act like I don't give a shit about copy- copyright. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then I can just make whatever I want and not worry about it. You know what I mean? So I'm looking forward to those vibes. But you know, we, we try, we're seeing what we can get away with. We're seeing what we can get away with. What up, DS Duenas? is Rap Riff. Reezy, Reezy, can you believe this, right? Years, I was on Riff Raff early. I discovered him in like 2009 or 2008 or something, right? I think it was 2009. And uh, I wrote to him. And I was like, yeah, dude, you're, you're amazing. Uh, I want to I uh, produce some beats for you and get you on a track. And he goes, give me $400 and two beats and I'll rap on one of your tracks. I didn't have $400. I was broke. But, like, looking back, it was like, damn, I could have had Riff Raff on a track, and he would have rapped on two of my beats, and all I had to do was give him $400. And at the time, I was like, damn you, Riff Raff, like, you know, I'm going to give you some beats, but it's like, who am I? You know, really? He was right. It's like when Naval says about someone uh, talking about um, doing, uh, what's the word, being a, an assistant or something. What is it? Not assistant. It's a... Uh, you know when you go and work in a place, and you don't really know what you're doing? And you kind of learn off them. And people who do it mind about not getting paid enough. And Naval was like, you know what I mean? If you're doing that for someone like Warren Buffett, you should be paying him. Because you're going to learn a lot from that guy. What's he going to get off of you? You're gonna go, he's going to have to show you loads of stuff. You're going to put the file. You're going to file the papers in the wrong place. You're going to make a mess. You know what I mean? I don't know. What do they call that? Interning. That's it. Interning. Goddamn interns moaning about how they need to be paid more. Son of a, so you go get some skills that are worth paying you for, intern. Goddamn. Whatever. Hentai Warhol Z. He says, Thai film, Chocolate, 2010, is a modern masterpiece, as good as any classic. Oh, damn, I'm, I'm screenshotting this. All real stunts, star did half and her ankle splinted. Yeah, I, I think, like, the last good good film I saw was uh, Korean. So it does make sense. Apparently there's a Chinese movie. The concept of it really excited me. The concept was that the Earth was, they turned the Earth into a giant spaceship. And uh, I always thought the Earth of, as, of the Earth as a giant spaceship, you know? I remember when I was little, I used to have these dreams, and the Earth was a spaceship, you know, just flying through. But it was like, literally, like, we'd be sat on it, and you could feel it moving, you know? And you'd be, like, moving around the, st- moving around the uh, cosmos, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the vibes today, brothers and sisters, what I wanted to do today was uh, I'm going to do a DJ set. And uh, the DJ set is basically going to be me, like, live scoring, using, you know, drawing from my pool of amazing sci-fi productions, live scoring an epic sci-fi anime movie. That's the vibes tonight. The vibes tonight is we're going to live score an epic sci-fi anime movie. We're going to anime movie. We're going to do it live. It's going to be sick. You know? Feels like feels like righteous. Uh, the other vibe, if you didn't know, What's Wave 6? What's Wave 6 is uh it's coming out. On May 29th, it's coming out uh, digitally, but also, for the first time, we're making it available on vinyl. Alan Watson, Akira the Dawn, we're, make, we're doing a Meaning Wave record, we're making it available on vinyl. Oh, sweet, look at that. And uh, the Indiegogo has just jumped up. We're now at 38% of our goal. We're at 38% of our goal. That's very exciting. That's great. We just launched yesterday. Uh, yeah, we have a goal of $6,000. That's how much it will cost to get the vinyl made. So that's no profit, that's like zero, that's just base level of get vinyl made. And people keep asking me to make vinyl, so that's why we're doing this, because people want vinyl. And you're right to want vinyl, because as I've discussed, and I've discussed this often because it's concerned me for many years, 
uh, a particularly not even that violent, just like a bit of, a bit of cheeky sunspot activity would wipe out every hard drive on the planet. And that means all meaning wave music, because none of it is on vinyl, and it's all on hard drives. That's where it all exists. Most people stream it. Over 2 million streams a month of meaning wave music, just on YouTube and Spotify. And uh, all of that would disappear if the sun just decided to, like, flex a little bit, which it could easily do. So I think we do need to start pressing things onto vinyl, and this will be the beginning of that, uh, of that phase of the meaning wave experiment. You know, so if you want to get involved in that, hit the link in the description of this broadcast, wherever you're listening to or, uh, or observing this broadcast. The link will be in the description. Go there and back What's Wave 6, The Web of Life Part 2 today. Uh, we did an epic stream yesterday. We played for three and a half hours, just played Alan Watts songs and played like five tracks from that. And uh, people loved them. People loved those new songs. And uh, people were I was getting letters off people today uh, saying that they were crying when they was listening to one of them particularly. And I was like, yo, that's real, because I was like that making it, goddammit. Yes, I was. What up, John Grady? What up, Chris? What up, everybody locked in? What up, Fire Everything? Yo, yo, yo. What up, Fire Everything? Shout, uh, just mentioned trapping in Japan. That's Ryan Celsius. Yeah, shouts out to Ryan Celsius all day. Ryan Celsius is a G. Uh, he put a couple of my tracks on one of his mixes, uh, was it last Christmas? <laughs> Ryan Celsius is a guy. He's very consistent, like, uh, he does great mixes, his, vis his visuals are fantastic. Uh, yeah, I love everything that guy does, pretty much. There's a couple guys in that world that work really hard. You know, Smooth Sounds is, does really good work, like, as far as, like, uh, as a selector. Like, he puts out, like, a new mix, like, every week. It's a different, he's like, he's not doing the same level of visual activities as Ryan Celsius, you know, but uh, as far as like volume of consistently dope output, he does amazing. Bootleg Boy does some great stuff. Neotic does some great stuff and always has in the more lo-fi end of it. There's a lot of those guys. Like, a lot of my favorite, like, music plugs are YouTubers. Yo, yo. Oh. Shagger. Shagger. How are you guys, anyway? How are you doing today, you beautiful creatures? How are you beautiful creatures? Oh. Akira. This is actually, um, this is from a new album. Like, this music, this, a slightly different version of this is on the, the next album. You don't know what that is yet. Who's, who do you think would suit this beat? XP says Goggins. Comrade Kenshin says, I feel JBP over this for sure. That would be pretty epic. James Gunn said, I hyped up Naval. Ooh. 
Grey Flash is Jocko. Yeah, Jocko would sound pretty hype on that. <laughs> Vin Fuego says, is it Dennis Healy? Ooh. WMV says, Rogan. <laughs> hey, what up, Trouble Charger? Welcome to level two. Where's your noise? Yeah, we got Trouble Charger in the building. Level two in the house. He's a member of the channel. If you were a member of the channel today, you would have been able to download... You've been able to download that uh, Alan Watts times Dr. Dre track already because it's waiting for you. If you remember, go download it now. It's on the uh, membership tab waiting for you. Eccentric naturalist, maybe Joe Rogan. Spigandy Elon. Small in Australia, Gary V. Hey, hey. City Belly says David Icke. Talking about humans. Enslavement of the human being. David Icke famously cannot pronounce the letter H. I don't know why. I also don't know if it's like a decision or a... Tr or like... Uh, you know what I mean? If he's just like, nah, I ain't messing with the letter H for some reason. Maybe it's uh, a special Anunnaki... Word, number, sound that I don't know about, you know what I mean? But he don't mess with, he won't say H. He says human. He's always said human. By the way, uh, you know David Icke, like the reason people hated on him first is because he went on Rogan and said that he was the son of the Godhead. And no one knew what that meant then because they hadn't listened to Alan Watts. So they all decided he was crazy. And that's why, that's why people think uh, David Icke is crazy. I mean, he said other stuff later that people that made people think he was crazy. But nothing that isn't in the Bible, really. Like, you know, aliens is in the Bible. Anunnaki's is in the Bible. Like, lizards, talking lizard creatures is in the Bible. You know what I mean? I was trying to think of stuff that David Icke has said that's, like, beyond the pale. Like, when it comes to uh, what people already believe or interface with and already, you know what I mean, regularly. I mean, I personally don't agree with, or I don't have the same, uh, what would be the way of putting it? Translation of the 5G thing, as some of those guys who are very, very anti-5G. But not to say that I don't think it is possible that it could be used for things they're saying it might be used for. I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm just a humble beak gardener, you know? But like I've said before, I think it's it's a bit like, you know, you can use a, you can use a knife to spread a nice sandwich. You can also use it to shank someone in the face, you know? Doesn't mean that the knife itself is, is inherently evil. It's just a knife, you know? It's what you do with it. And like people have, people have used knives for many things. The very first piece of human technology, the humble rock. You know, the humble rock, if you go with the 2001 A Space Odyssey uh, version of events, you know, the, the, the ape picked up the humble rock and used it to cave in the head of another ape. But other things was done with them rocks, you know? People used them to uh, plug holes in the ground so they could, like, easier not fall in holes, you know? People used them to bounce off of large bodies of water, you know? Vin Fuego says, uh, as a prophet, Ike is a reasonable good goalkeeper. I like him, though. Read the books for entertainment. Yeah, I, I read a bunch of those books back in the 90s, you know? Small in Australia says, Knives of Duality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, Gorlin Didier says, I guess the fact that he believes that the royal family is a set of reptilian, reptilian doesn't help. I mean, I've never seen any proof they're not, though, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, didn't Prince Andrew uh, recently say in an interview that he doesn't sweat? Didn't he say that? You know, he said the reason that what they said about him in some of that Epstein stuff couldn't be true is because he doesn't sweat. Do you know what else doesn't sweat? Reptilians. That's right. So, you know, maybe your boy was completely on the money. Maybe your boy was completely on the money. Oh, imagine that. What a time to be alive. Yeah. Akira. We're about to go in with that DJ set. I think I think it's uh, you know nearly time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, another one. Hey. Let's check in on that campaign. How are we doing on you? How are you doing, campaign? So on the campaign, uh, we are at 38% of our goal. We're at 38%. Can we hit 40 during this stream? That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty epic. Let's have a look how it is. <laughs> I can't wait. We're gonna we get a streaming PC has been built. They sent me a letter today. I ordered it like two weeks ago. They sent me a letter today um, saying that it had been approved. I don't know what that means. How can you take two two weeks to approve? And they said uh, that the parts for it are being uh, found in the warehouse or something. So basically, they've got a guy down in the warehouse finding the bits for the streaming machine that's going to make the stream uh, stream nicely and not annoyingly like it currently is. It's currently streaming really annoyingly. How are you taking so long? Go away. All right, cool. Yeah, so we're on 38% of our goal uh, for the What's Wave 6 album campaign. Uh, so let's see if we can get that up to 40 during this stream. That would be pretty cool. And let's see if uh, if I just leave the cameras alone, they'll chill themselves out and we can have a smooth-ass stream. But yeah, I don't know what it is with building PCs, but like, there's a guy in a warehouse apparently, and I kind of picture it being like one of those, uh, you know the warehouse in uh, the X-Files? You know, they have that giant warehouse that's got all the alien stuff in it. Just like rows and rows and rows and one lonely guy just pushing along a trolley with some vials of alien juice in it or something. And I figure, I imagine the, the, the PC assembly place to be like that. It's like, all right, there's an old guy, he's going to shuffle around, find a stick of RAM and something else. And eventually, he'll bring it upstairs and, and they'll, they'll spend another three weeks just lazily putting it together, like one piece a day or something. Like, how long does it take to build a PC? I used to build PCs. I built a PC in a couple of hours. Gosh, drunk it. Yo. All right. Uh, before we do the set, I think we should uh, do, you know, the thing that we always do. The intergalactic high five. We're going to say it's intergalactic today. One of these days, we'll decide. We'll settle on something. But, uh, you know, that's what we're going to do. And uh, what I want to know from you is what was the last great movie you saw? The mo as in made most recently. Made most recently, so don't say The Godfather unless you haven't seen a film since The Godfather came out. Alright, it's got to be the most recently made great, truly great. And when I say great, I mean great. You know, like true romance, great. Or uh, It's a Wonderful Life, great. Like, great. You know what I mean? Not just, like, pretty good. Great! Paul in Australia has a great question. He says, I wonder if there are objects we've been using wrong all this time. Maybe laptops are epic hammers. They are. I have an old laptop. I I've used it as a hammer a lot because I couldn't find a hammer. 
like the piece, the laptops they were making around uh, 2008 are really, really, really sturdy. You could kill people with them, you know. They're incredible machines. Incredible machines. And uh, the ones they make now are less incredible. The ones they make now, you can kind of fold them. You can pretty much fold them. This one, this guy here that has trouble, you know, streaming. This guy that has trouble streaming, like, I feel if I coughed at this guy a bit aggressively, it would fall. It would crumble, you know. I mean, look at it now. Look at it. What are you doing, laptop? What are you doing? All I'm asking you to do is broadcast a stream. That's it. You're not doing anything else. Ugh. I, I, I've tried being nice to this guy. You know what I mean? Maybe if I'm, maybe I should try the stick. We tried the carrot. How about the stick? You laptop, you. Um, okay. Uh, the Joker. That was a good film. Who said Joker? Someone said Joker. It was good. Cameron Robinson says the Joker. Joker was good. I would even go as far as say it was very good. It was very good. It was very good. I don't know if it was great, and I don't know if what was very good about it was just shadows of other things that were great. That was the thing. I need to watch it again. But I'm glad it was made. I'm glad that one was made. Comrade Kenshin says this stream is the best portal in all the Meaning Wave verse. Hey. Spagandi said 38% in two days. Absolutely fantastic. You are absolutely fantastic. Yes, you are. Um, Gordlin, uh, Gordlin, Gordlin, Didier says, I hope the Marcus Aurelius LP will be put on vinyl. I definitely buy that. I really want one. Oh, shout out to this t shirt. Uh, I really want it on vinyl. Here's the, here's the thing. This is basically an experiment, uh, this campaign. And if the campaign goes well, and if, uh, if it works, then we'll make other things available on vinyl. And if that works, we'll make more and so on and so forth. And if, it, if, if basically, if there's a demand for it, we'll do it. If you want it, we will make it happen. You know, if enough of you to, to be able to do it. The thing with vinyl is there's a base level of uh, you being able to do it, you know. They don't, for a start, they don't make less than a certain amount. And it costs, like, a lot to do, you know? But I would love all these things to exist on vinyl because I am worried about that flipping sunspot activity. I ain't even joking when I say that. You know? Now, uh, Solanza said the film about JBP. Yeah, that, w that was good. Uh, Small in Australia says Australia, Parasite. Uh, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah! I didn't see Parasite. Do you know why I didn't see it? Because, like... Too many people said it was good. <laughs> Isn't that the one that won the Oscar? I don't trust things that win Oscars. Ah, contrarian old me. Uh, but YouTube Hero Alex also says Parasite was really good. Okay. Um, John Grady. Tell me where you are as well, people. I know you do it every day, but I still need to know. Uh, John Grady said 300 was pretty great. 300 was great, wasn't it? I need to watch that again. I saw that in the cinema at the time. Uh, Brazinema. Uh, said the Ram Dass movie was awesome, best movie I've seen in a long time. Oh, I was thinking of watching that. All right, thanks. I will, uh, I will take that recommendation. Uh, Spagandi said Joker in Florida said Joker had great world building and music. Yeah, it did. It did. Hentai Warhol Z says uh, Zen Campman Chocolate, uh, the Thai film, as I said, peak of human film. Peak of human film, you guys. That sounds epic. You know? Anyway, I screenshotted that, so I'll check it. Uh, Derna, 1804, Queens, NYC. The last truly great movie I saw in the theater was Fury Road. Fury Road was dope. It was dope. I just didn't quite like the way that Mad Max was, like, second fiddle. It wasn't, he wasn't even really a character in his own movie. It was a bit weird. Um, but it was good. 
It was very, very good. I, I mean, it's, it's good. It was really, really good. It was really good. Uh, Jack Payne says Blade Runner 2049. I did love that movie. I did love Blade Runner 2049. Uh, Grey Flower says Laptop be like, I know, right? Pat Zia says Ghost in the Shell. You mean Ghost in the Shell, the anime, or the uh, live-action remake? I didn't see the live-action remake. Was it good? Does anyone know? Daniel Grove says Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings was very good. Yeah! Here's a funny thing. Uh, Greg A. The Dawn says The Force Awakens. <laughs> Presume, but really? Come on. Come now. Um. <laughs> uh, Trouble Charger said, I'll be tempted to go with The Road. Amazing film. Was that the one about the, the, la the man and his son? And he, he spent a lot of the film like carrying his son and running really fast and they were hiding from things and stuff. I have a vague memory of seeing that and it making me cry. I think I saw it before I had a, I had a son as well. Vim Fuego says Toy Story 4. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Jack Payne says Alita, Battle Angel. Oi! Oi, that was great. I forgot about that. I love that movie. They better make a sequel. Oh my goodness. And this is like... The Alita anime is one of my favorite animes, you know? I wasn't expecting the movie to be very good, and I love the movie. Damn, I did love that movie. Yeah, at least it was great. Uh, Jack Payne says Snowpiercer. I haven't seen that. But uh, isn't it a prequel for Toy Story or something? Okay, that right. Uh, two people want Dude Wave. Dude Wave is on my list, but again, it's one of those things where there's issues with uh, copyright. But I do want to do it. I do want to do it. Sheila Ferrarius is Pan's Labyrinth. That's one of those ones I remember seeing that in the movies. All I remember is how it made me feel. And the way it made me feel is the way that I felt when I was like seven. And uh, I'd look at certain illustrations in certain old books. There's a certain feeling. So yeah, that was good. Hentai Warhol Z says Disney Star Wars is trash. And, uh, and water is, is pleasant. Yep. John Grady says new Dune movie on the way soon. Yeah, right? Uh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed that Dune does not suck. Grey Flower says Rocky Earth, Red Line, anime movie, futuristic, funky, hecking cool. That's a, that's a good. So we had a couple good re recommendations there, stuff I hadn't even heard of, frankly. So that's good. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Oh, Sheila says, watched The Dictator a few days ago. Had already seen it, but definitely worth a rewatch. Hilarious. I remember that at the time. I remember watching that in the movies, and I don't think I ever laughed so hard. The bit where he's, like, wrestling his manager naked or something, I, like, fell off my chair in, and hurt my spleen. My spleen was injured. Sasha Barracone goes to uh, my local coffee shop. He's very, very tall in real life. He's, like, way taller than, than uh, he appears to be in movies. He's very, very tall, and he's kind of very, um... I don't know if aloof is the right word. But, like, he certainly doesn't seem to be very nice to his personal assistants. I'm not saying he's mean to them. I'm just saying he's not very nice. I wouldn't burn us, you know. Like, uh... The way you'd imagine, like, an Egyptian prince from back in the day might be. Same kind of vibes. Hi, high five time, let's do it, baby. Cock back, cock back, cock back. Aim for the brain. Yeah. 
wait for the video to catch up. Damn, the laptop really can't hack it today. Shout out to everyone who just hangs out here and puts up with the terrible stream quality. I do appreciate you. I do my very best, honestly I do, but you know. I have to wait for that the guy in the Area 51 warehouse to finish uh, shuffling my bit of RAM around. Get on with it, you know. Yeah. Yo, come on, voice. Where are you? Uh, that's a beautiful record, isn't it? That's the instrumental of Strength from uh, JBP Wave uh, Paradise. I believe that was on Paradise, and it was on Clean Up Your Room 8. I believe it was. Clean Up Your Room 8, which is uh, the name of the, the JBP Wave instrumental collections, is what that is. And uh, I think what we'll do, I think what we'll do is we will listen to a song from the Alan Watts album. Yeah, we will. We'll listen to a song from the Alan Watts album. And then we'll go in with that epic sci-fi set. So here's a track from the forthcoming Alan Watts album, Watts Wave 6, The Web of Life Part 2. It's called You Love Yourself. It's very joyful. Facts. Akira. Akira. When you go deeply into the nature of selfishness, what do you discover? You say, I love myself, I seek my own advantage. Now what is the self that I love? What do I want? And that becomes an increasingly ever-deepening puzzle. Now I've often referred to this, when you say to somebody else, I love you, it's always rather disconcerting to the person to whom you say that. If you imply that you love them with a pure, disinterested and holy love, they automatically suspect it as being a little bit phony. But if you say, I love you so much I could eat you, that's an expression, as a way of saying to a person, you attract me so much that I can't help it. I'm absolutely bowled over by you. I'm gone. And people like that. Then they feel they're really being loved, that it's absolutely genuine. But now, I love you so much I could eat you. Now what the devil do I want? I certainly don't want to eat the girl in the sense of literally devouring her. Because then she'd disappear. 
track album is very very epic uh it covers every every bit of the emotional spectrum and uh yeah i can't wait for you all to hear it can't wait for you all to hear it if you want to back that uh click the link in the bio you can pre-order it now on digital and vinyl and poster and uh yeah in doing so you will stake your claim in the future of the meaning wave universe yes you will and now brothers and sisters and now brothers and sisters Without final ado, let's do this live set. And the vibe of this this uh, DJ set that we're going to do now, I would like you to imagine the illest sci-fi anime of all time. And that's the story we will tell with these Sonics. <laughs>
argument for the simulation, I think, is quite strong. Because if you assume any improvements at all over time, any improvements, 1%, 0.1%, just extend the time frame, make it a thousand years, a million years, the universe is 13.8 billion years old. Civilization, if you're very generous, civilization is maybe seven or 8,000 years old. If you count it from the first writing, there's nothing.
when you're in that in that some in that virtual reality which is only gonna get better where are you where are you really you aren't anywhere you're in the computer why do you think you're where you are right now you might not be Right now you think you're in a studio in LA. Akira. You might be in a computer. Yeah. Yeah. Why not try to build something big? 
And uh, I'm very grateful to have been, uh, you know, performing in your presence on this fine, fine evening, on this most auspicious day of our Lord. What is it? The 4th? 5th? The 5th? The 5th of May, 2020. 2020, 5th of May. Just a mere 11 days from uh, the anniversary of the birth of your friendly neighborhood, Don. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Auspicious times. Auspicious moments. And uh, that was fun. We just did a soundtrack to an imaginary sci-fi anime. And then uh, we, bl we blended in a couple of little meaning wave joints right at the end there. Because I always like to do that, don't I? I don't know why. I never plan to, and then I always do. I always like to finish an instrumental set by uh, playing a couple meaning wave songs. I don't know why. I just do. I just do. But uh, anyway, that was fun. That was pretty cosmic. Uh, we stepped into... Uh, damn, it's, it's cool. Having bought in all these instrumentals, we stepped into like 2013, Goldtron 2014, Goldtron period. We went through all sorts of vibes on our journey. So thank you, you guys. Um, thank you, everyone who's been locked in. Thank you, everyone who's been supporting. Thank you, Fire Everything. Uh, thank you, James Scon. I verified the mic works today. Woo! Oh, thank you. James Scon is now our unofficial sound man. Shout out to James Scon. <laughs> Uh, unofficial sound man, which makes him official, I guess, since we said it. Uh, what up, Hensai Warhol Z? Hensai Warhol Z. Oh, thank you for putting that there. The yeah, Thai film Chocolate, 2010, modern masterpiece. As good as any classic. All real stunts. Started half with ankles splintered. So, I, you know, I will reserve judgment until I've seen it. I had no idea that any kind of actual classic film had been made in the past decade, but... That 2010 fits in the past decade. Welcome new member Trouble Charger. Of course. New member Trouble Charger. Where's our noise for new members? Welcome. Trouble Charger. In at level two. You can download the mixes. And you can download the songs. You can download that song we dropped today. We dropped a song today with Alan Watson, Dr. Dre. We dropped a song today with Alan Watson, Dr. Dre. Oh, what a beautiful day. It was a very good day. Yes, it was. Shouts out to Ice Cube. You know, uh, shouts out to the Goodyear blimp. Uh, I've seen the Goodyear blimp. Never once has it said Ice Cube is a pimp on it. It says Goodyear. That's what it says on it. I don't think there's even enough room to write Ice Cube is a pimp, frankly. But I do know that if you're in L.A., which I often am because this is where I live, and you see the Goodyear blimp, you know today's going to be a good day. I love seeing that Goodyear blimp. I don't know what it's doing. I don't know what it's for. I don't even know what a Goodyear is. Is it a tire? I think it might be a tire. You know, I don't own a car. You know, I don't have a driving license. Isn't that strange? I should probably get one. Uh, but then it's like, well, we're not going to be able to drive soon. They're going to ban driving. Well, I, th I personally think definitely within the next decade, and I wouldn't be surprised if they fast-track that in the next five years. You'll have to, if you want to drive, you're going to have to go out to the desert and do donuts, you know? But I would still like to do some donuts in the desert, so, you know, maybe I should get on that wave. Maybe, you know. Uh, DS Duenas says, does Dr. Dre know you had to flex on Suge Knight? I don't know if he does. I told Jimmy Iovine, and Jimmy Iovine said he would tell him. So it's possible that he knows. Sh uh, Snoop Dogg knows. I know that Snoop Dogg knows about it. Um, Snoop Dogg, uh, the people who were supposed to be doing my radio promo, uh, were playing oh, my song, Oh, A Glorious Thing, and Snoop Dogg walked in and said, what's this? Ooh, and he was really excited about it, and he was going to wanting to get on the remix. That nearly happened. In another universe, that happened. In this reality, it did not happen because I submitted an album with a song on it called Thanks for All the AIDS. And they didn't like that. 
But, uh, yeah, they did tell Snoop Dogg the story of that, and Snoop Dogg was very, like, anti-Shug, and I think that, that helped cement the, the getting uh, Snoop Dogg on the remix of the single. So, yeah, that's weird, right, that that was going to happen, and nearly did. What a strange world. What a crazy world. Oh, DS Duenis says, I got my two whips paid off, baby. Whoop! Uh, whoop! Good work. <laughs> There's your sound. I should just call that the DS Duenas button. You know what? That one. So that one's new members. New member noise! And then, yeah, skirt. That's just DS Duenas noise. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yo, gang. Gang. Uh, okay, let's check. So I said uh, what it would be nice. It would be nice because, you know, we do, we've got this campaign running to, uh, for What's Wave 6. Uh, to make What's Wave 6 happen in the physical world, to be the first Meaning Wave release to exist, not just as a digital reality, but a physical reality. And uh, our initial goal is uh, $6,000, and that just is the base level of entry just to press up the smallest amount of vinyl. You know, and uh, that's what we want to do first. If we get past that, then we can do start doing cool stuff like having colored vinyl and gatefolds and things. But let's just get the thing made. Let's just make it sure that we can actually get it made. Hundreds of you said you wanted it, uh, but there's a difference between clicking a button on a YouTube poll and uh, actually, you know, buying a thing. So let's see where we're at on the refresh. Uh, what did I say? I said we want to hit 40% by the end of the stream, didn't I? I think I said that. I definitely said that. Skirt, I'm going to borrow your noise, DS. Skirt, we got the 40. We're on our way, ladies and gentlemen. We just launched this campaign yesterday, and we are on our way. We're on our way. It's a physical, the physical world. A physical reality of meaning wave uh, stuff in the world. Uh, what we got going on here? Vinyl. You know, vinyl. Uh, we've got vinyl and... Uh, where's that thing? Posters and downloads. You can get your download there. You could, get, you could reserve your download there. I would if I was you. You know, uh, I think I might do it anyway, just myself. Uh, yeah, you get what's we're gonna have both what's waves on vinyl in case you didn't know. Both what's waves. So you're gonna get the web of life. You're gonna get the web of life part one, and the web of life part two. So you get both of them on vinyl, and they're a beautiful set. Do you see how they kind of illustrate uh, the duality? You see how you've got this kind of beautiful flowers and butterflies and this, and then in this one you've got like the gnashing of teeth and skulls and. Uh, and other things, you know. Oh, there's also a donsultation tier. Just in case you need a donsultation. You know, if you're about to launch a business or if you just need to get your mind to check, you know. You can get a donsultation. We added that because, uh, you know, people said they want that sort of thing. We try and serve the people over here. Yes, we do. And uh, shout out to this computer. Look, it's just started messing up again, but it did very good, didn't it? It did very good, this computer, if you're during this stream. It, I mean, it streamed. It, it was wiggly, but it streamed. Anyway, yeah, nice one. Okay, cool. You know, I've, I've never done a crowdfunding campaign. I've always stayed clear of that sort of thing. You know, I've never, I've never done it. So it's, it's a bit nerve-wracking, you know? It's a bit nerve-wracking. You, you might fail. You might be that, like, you know, people, people don't actually want the thing that you've got to, to offer them. You know what I mean? might be that. It might be that, you know, they're, they're, they're happy to stream, and that's it, you know? Not that there's any... You know, I love streaming. But you know what I mean. Uh, so yeah, this uh, this is uh, 
It's one of them things you have to do, you know, man. You have to get outside your comfort zone. So doing a crowdfunding campaign is well outside my comfort zone. I've never done one, you know. And, uh, but, you know, streaming every goddamn night, that was outside my comfort zone. And here we are, 51 streams in. 51 streams in, baby. What a sense to be alive. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. What up, Grave Flowery says, Meaning Wave website is so crisp and cool. Aw, thank you. You know, working on that, trying to make it, uh, please let me know if there's anything that you want on there that isn't there, you know? We're trying to be useful, we're trying to, like, uh, I'll be adding blogs to it every day, and I'll be dropping all the music on it and stuff, and we're adding lyrics, we're doing that, you know, uh, we've got cool new merch coming up. Right now, we've had to put a pause on new merch drops, merch drops, because the, uh, the merch guys, they're only uh, doing masks and bandanas, you know. And they'll do what's there already, but they're not, we're not, they're not allowed to put new uh, stuff up yet until, like, the hospitals have all got their masks, you know. And you've all got your masks. The masks will be going out very soon. I'm going to check in on that after this. I'm going to see where we're at with the masks. Last I checked, they printed them. Yeah! Oh, oh, oh. Anyway. Um... Let's have one. Should we have one more song? I could play one more song of the uh, a song of the Alan Watts album, just for the vibes. Should we do that? Um, why not? Eh? What I've got to be careful with is like not you know playing it too much before it comes out and not ruining too many surprises. So I think I'm going to stick to like there's only like like five songs from it to be played or something. Because it's twenty songs in total. Twenty songs in total, and they are wonderful songs. Um, where is the one I was thinking of playing? Feel free to shout in the chat if there's something you want to hear. Oh yeah, this one is great. I want to I want to hear this one. I want to hear this one. This one is really good. Uh, it's it's one of the really good succinct Meaning Wave records in that like it contains some wisdom in it, and it's just like three minute three minutes long. It's like a three minute song, and uh, it's got some epic wisdom in it. Like epic for the ages, like super useful, potentially life-changing wisdom if you pay attention, you know, and allow it to affect you. And it's just like a three-minute pop song. It's one of, it's, you know what I mean? It's what, it's one of the things I'm really trying to do. And uh, and you know, every project there's a few of them, and it gets closer and closer to that. This one's got a bunch. By the way, this one's got a bunch. This has got major league gems. This has got like a whole bunch of them. But here's one. Yeah. To spread joy, you have to have it. To impart delight, you have to be more or less delightful. And to be delightful is not some factor of trying to make yourself look delightful. It is to do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. You become thereby delightful to others. It is to do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. You become thereby delightful to others. That's to say, people who are interesting are people who are interested. Thanks. Any person, for example, who is constantly thinking about all sorts of other things and other people and so on, because they're fascinating, becomes a fascinating person. But a person who doesn't think about anybody else and who's got very little going on inside their skull is boring. 
So in other words, your engagement with the external world, the more you are involved, the more your personality is enriched. Do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. You become thereby delightful to others. Do do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. You become thereby delightful to others. But if you try to enrich your personality by taking a course in how to win friends and influence people, or how to be a real person, you'll become just a washout. You'll be like somebody trying to get a good nutrition by biting his nails, and then the fingers next, you know, and then half an arm gone, and so on. You're entirely nourishing yourself with yourself. Now, of course, on a vast scale, the universe does that. It eats itself up. That's why the symbol of the snake swallowing its tail is so fundamental, archaic symbol of life. But the way it's done is that the snake has in some part of the ring a place where it's not sensitive, called the unconscious, where it doesn't know that what comes to it in the form of food is actually what left it in the form of excrement. That thing is. Don't mention it. After all, as the Lord said at the beginning of the universe, you must draw the line somewhere. Do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. You become thereby delightful to others. Do do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. You become thereby delightful to others. Hey. Yeah, yeah. things that are delightful to you, you become thereby delightful to others. That's Alan Watson, Akira the Dawn, from the brand new album, What's Wave 6, The Web of Life, Part 2, the concluding chapter of The Web of Life Saga, coming soon to a stereo near you, and for the first time, this time in the Meaning Wave universe, on vinyl. That's it, brothers and sisters, two years into the journey, we are now, we're now going into the vinyl territory. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that wonderful? I'm very excited. Buy it! And uh, a little a little nervous, you know? Like, it's all well and good when you mess up a, an MP3. You can, like, upload another one and stuff like that. You know what I mean? You can't, like... You know what I mean? It's got to be legit. It's got to be legit. Uh, someone was just asking a question. Uh, Violet Alice says, Great set, Akira. Thank you very much, Violet. Uh, someone said something that was... Okay, fire everything. What did you want to know here? Could you possibly make the both albums vinyl and stickers option signed by you for a little more for a little more moolah an option like that would entice more people to buy uh, there is that option that's the uh yeah there is that option yeah this one two lps signed in pinups wait a minute i'm a bit confused by the question could you make it for a little more moolah oh it is signed both albums vinyl plus stickers two lps signed O plus pinups. O plus stickers. Okay, so that that's the one. 
That's what this one here. Were you thinking about uh, this one? Two vinyl? No, no. Both albums, vinyl and stickers. Okay. So both albums, vinyl and stickers. That's there. That's 60 bucks. Uh, but you can get both albums plus vinyl plus stickers. But you can't. It doesn't say stickers there because it doesn't fit in the title. But if you click it, you can see you get both vinyl. You get What's Wave 5. You get What's Wave uh, 6. You get the both pinups, and you get the stickers, and you get it signed, uh, and you get it sent. So that will co that costs more because uh, it has to get all those things have to come here and get sent to here, and we have to sign them, and then they have to send them out. But yeah, that's that one there. So I think that's what you mean, right? Is that what you mean? If that's what you mean, good. If it's not, let me know, and uh, we'll try and work out whatever it is you need. I mean, just the albums and stickers. Oh, without the posters. So you want one that's just albums and stickers, but with no posters. Is that what you're saying? I see. Oh, we could add that as an in-between tier, possibly. I will look at the logistics. It's very specific with the logistics. Uh, Mama Dunn spent a, long, a lot of time number crunching with a calculator, trying to make sure that we didn't lose loads of money. <laughs> that's the main thing. That it's like, do not lose loads of money trying to be noble and make vinyl happen. And uh, yes. But yeah, okay, I think that's what you meant. What doesn't say they're signed? The top... Oh, hang on. Yeah, so the just the vinyl and stickers is not signed, no. The one that's signed is the, the one at the top. There's two LPs signed plus pinups. Uh, yeah. The other ones aren't signed. Da -na -na -na. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, that was fun. Thank you for being here. That was another epic DJ set executed. That's uh, streaming on the 51. We've done 51 of these in a row. That's very epic. And um, I'm very much looking forward to getting the new machine. Then we can start doing things. We nearly had uh, Danica was going to come on last night and uh, be a special guest. But the, the, this machine can't handle uh, Skype or Zoom or anything as well as the streaming. So currently we can't have guests. But when we get the new machine, in a couple of weeks, we'll be able to have guests in. So start thinking about what guests you want to see. You know, start thinking about what you want to see, what guests you want to see, what extra stuff, the stuff that could be done with a, with a machine that can do more than what this one can. You know, I'm excited about that. The great flowers is the Don Rick. Yeah, right? Goddamn PC. I haven't had a PC since uh, the noughties. Do we have a word for that yet? The zeros. Noughties sounds stupid. Zeros sounds stupid. Noughts. I don't like that either. Did we ever come up did we ever uh come up with a name for that period of time that doesn't sound stupid? God damn it. I was really happy when twenty twenty began because now, you know, we're in the twenties. That sounds sounds legit. It sounds like something. Tens sounds dumb, but tens is better than zeros or noughts or whatever. Thousands, says biological bootloader, that don't make any sense. Because they're all thousands. Yeah, I don't Diana 1804 says, ought. Yeah, I don't like that either. See, there you go. We didn't. We, no one came up with something that I that I approve of. <laughs> Nobody came up with a name for that decade that I approve of. So it's a good it's a good job that decade is in the past, and we don't need to mention it very often. Hence, I Warhol Z says the O's. Yeah, I don't like that either. Double O's, double O's, eh. double O's is the best one I've heard so far. Thank you, Ethan Unsworth. The double O's. Small in Australia wants Hercules as a guest. Yeah, me too. Me too. Hercules has been slacking. Hercules! 
He's been slacking. He's he's like at this time of day lately. He's just always playing with this this girl Siren. You know, he's playing with this girl called Siren. I worry about that. Look, there's you see over there. See up there. Look, what's that on that album sleeve? It's a Siren, isn't it? Look at her. Or a mermaid. A mermaid Sirens. You know what I mean? It's one of them. Like, what does it all mean? What does it all mean? <laughs> CDRTEJ says Juggalos. Shouts out to Juggalos all day long. Juggalos are my favorites. You know, if I could ever achieve anything in my life, if I had to achieve, uh, like, fostering a community as epic as the Juggalos, if you guys could, uh, you know, become as epic as Juggalos, we'd have to come up with a, with a good name, and we'd have to, you know, we'd have to start dressing in a specific way. Because to bond people in such a fashion, you need to be quite specific, right? You know, Insane Clan Posse, you really nailed it with that. Like, you know, the, the, the clan makeup and the, the, the big trousers. You know, and the, and the meth. All that. You know, they have their own uh, they have their own drug. The drug of meth. And uh, the drug of family, you know. if the, when, Once they... T juggalos, once they tire of meth, they just go all in on family, you know. It's a beautiful thing. I love Juggalos. Great Flower says, Duck Gang. <laughs> Oh, look, you got a duck uh, uh, avatar as well on you. Look at you. Oh, that's beautiful. WMIV says duckalos. <laughs> what are you going to do? Dress as ducks. It's just not as cool as, like, as dressing as an evil clown, is it? Imagine going to... Because you have to think of it this way. You might have to go to war with the opposing team. You know what I mean? Imagine, so you might have to go to war with juggalos. Think about it like the warriors. I think about life like the Warriors in general, you know? Think about it like the Warriors, you know what I mean? Baseball Furies drop the ball and all that, you know what I mean? They was cool. You know what I mean? Baseball Furies was cool. You want to be able to go up against the Baseball Furies. You know what I mean? And feel feel legit. You know? <laughs> Vin Fuego says duckos. <laughs> Quack. Yo. <laughs> Ducks can get mean too, says YouTube Heroes. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of videos of duck on duck unpleasantness on YouTube. It was one of the first things. You know when like YouTube first popped up and everyone was looking at cat videos? The first thing I remember on YouTube was the duck on duck um, like assault video. Duck on duck assault video on YouTube. I was like, damn. These ducks. I didn't realize. I never knew. I didn't know that kind of thing was going on underneath the, the water, you know? Underneath the surface. You just see the top of a duck, don't you? You don't think about what's underneath. Underneath that water level, there's some stuff of that duck that you don't want to think about but it's there it's there small in Australia says don't duck with <laughs> Minfuego says duckos have integrated their shadows though I mean there's integration and then there's just being evil do you know what I mean like some of these ducks I mean I don't know if you've seen these videos I don't know if you're aware of, the, of what these ducks are up to out there they're not just swimming in the water yo they're not just swimming in the water where's Hercules where's Hercules did you you didn't hear that you went I'm eating I'm eating he said with his with his seven year old face well fine you eat you nourish your little body you do that and I will close down this stream for you he's got one job he has one job in this house his one job is to do the international by five and can he do it no he's either playing with little siren or he's eating why is he eating 8.34 p.m. My goodness. Uh, Toast1012 says scary mallards. Quite. House Palmer says ducko willick. Oh, the chat has now turned into duck jokes. It's that time of day. It's that time of day. <laughs> the 
The chat has turned into duck jokes uh, and duck puns. You guys should be writing for the enemy in uh, the late 90s. That's all. Music journalism back in the day, it was just puns. That's all they did. It was just puns. Uh, I remember one time uh, Morrissey announced uh, that he was going to go, you know, and play lots of concerts, you know? And uh, the date was the, uh, the month before December. And the headline in the enemy was, November spawned a Moz tour. Now, that makes no sense if you don't know anything about Morrissey and you don't know that you had a song called November spawned a monster. Or that people refer to him as Moz. But if you're a music journalist in the late 90s and you come up with that, you're a legend. You're an absolute legend. You're the greatest music journalist of all time. Music journalism was not, uh, it was, the merit was not in like having good taste or having good writing or being able to uh, describe a sound. Because no one can do that. What was it Frank Zappa said about music journalism? He said it's like dancing about architecture. And he was correct. By the way, is the word architecture or architecture? I don't know anymore. That's a weird word to come out of your face. Architecture? Architecture? Good God, I'm freaked out by that word. Anyway. Um, yeah, dancing about architecture, said Frank Zappa. So yeah, music, music journalism descended into, or devolved, shall we say, into just a pun competition. It's a bit like, uh, like rap in the late 90s. The same thing happened with rap. You know, it just became a kind of pun competition. Who could deliver the most awful puns with the most syllables? I get a bigger da, I get a bigger da, I get a bigger da, bosh. You know, and then along came mumble rap to save the world. Yeah! Where's my kitty yeah noise? Yeah! Man, we always get in with the, with, the, uh, with, the, with the righteous screeds of wisdom at the end, don't we, huh? Don't we always get in some wisdom at the end? Well, there's your wisdom for today, you beautiful creature. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, what are you talking about? Who said this? His dancing in that video is hilarious. His dancing is wonderful. Is that the one with the green screen? There's one video, and um, I've been meaning to do something with it for ages, because he just shoots the video in a green room, and it's obvious that like they meant to green screen something in, but I think they messed up the lighting, so it was, wasn't easy enough to green screen, so they just didn't bother. So that it's just Morrissey in a green in a green room with his band. For 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 a genius like Morrissey, his videos were always pretty pretty poor. But he didn't like music videos as a medium. He thought it ruined the mystery. You know, he liked uh, interviews as a medium. He liked the pop interview. That's where he really shone. Outside of the songs, which were of course incredible, uh, you know, he was all about the the brilliant interview. And he was very good at interviews. Um, you know, few people were as good at interviews as Morrissey in his prime. Liam Gallagher was pretty good. Liam Gallagher was pretty good. You know, in a different way, he would just slag everybody off and be very entertaining. Which is actually what Morrissey did, but he did it like Oscar Wilde, you know? Um, do you know what else was good? It was me. I was really good. Uh, when, back when there used to be a music press. I mean, I don't think there even is one anymore. Like, what is there anymore? You just, you don't, do you read music magazines? Does anyone read the music press? Is there a music press? I have no idea. Like, isn't it just playlists now? Like, how do you even find out about music now? Outside of, like, listening to DJs with taste or following YouTube channels that have good taste, you know what I mean? I don't read any music magazines. I don't know what these people are up to. Do they still have jobs? I have no idea. It's so weird. I have nothing to do with the traditional music industry. It's so strange. Yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, when there was a music industry, I used to talk to these people, and my, my, my interviews were legendary. But, you know, they're swine, these journalists. I remember I did one interview, and uh, the journalist sat me down, and he said, all right, listen, before we start, what we want here is, like, the Liam Gallagher, right? We want, like, you know, we want you to slag some people off, start some problems, you know. I'm, I'm going to mention a few people, and, like, I want you to start some, you know, da-da-da. It's like, my God, this is journalism. Look at this. Look at this. You're really interested in getting, you know, capturing a moment or finding out some truth. No, you just want to start some beef to sell some copies of your crappy magazine. Oh, my goodness. It's like, that's all right. I know the game. I said to him, don't worry, I know the game. Because I did know the game. I'd been a music journalist, you know. I became a music journalist just so that I could know the game. So I could get inside the, uh, you know, so I could navigate uh, the wooden horse inside the building, so to speak. So I could get in there and then get after it, you know? Which is what I did. And now here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stephen Wells, he was the greatest. He really was. That was my guy. He was like the only great music journalist. I don't know, maybe there, maybe there's a few good ones, but he was great. You know, he he just wrote, he wrote like a god, like a god with a with a machine gun for a typewriter. You know, that's what he wrote. Like Stephen Wells, he was incredible. And Stephen Wells, what a guy! Like when I wanted to be a music journalist, you know, uh, I wrote to Stephen Wells. And uh, I had my own online magazine, you know, and uh, he had a book. It was called Tits Out Teenage Terror Totty. And he let me serialize it in my online magazine. And then I was like coming to London and he agreed to meet me for a drink and impart me some advice. I was just a kid. I was just a teenager with a dream, you know, and, um, and an internet connection that I, in the library that I was utilizing, you know. And he took time out of his life to come and meet me in the pub and give me some advice this brilliant brilliant man you know and he moved to america he like he loved america like me and he moved to america with his wife and, and uh, then he got cancer and then he died and that was that you know it was uh it was it was a bitter and brutish end to a brilliant uh man a brilliant man a brilliant man who uh should be more known than he is and should be more widely known and I wish he'd written about I wish he'd had signs to write about more than you know stupid 90s pop bands because I would love for people to be reading his works now you know I wonder if you can still get that book anywhere if you see if you can find Sits Out Teenage Terror Totty like it's just one of these things that like reading him is like just sort of like injecting uh good drugs not like good you know what I mean it's it's like is mainlining something fierce, mainlining something fierce. He's a bit like Jack Kirby in that he's just a truly visceral conduit to something greater than mortal, you know. And he's a guy who was writing about pop bands, and he manages he managed to transmit that divine, epic vastness, you know, that glory, that power. You know, a few people can do that. Hunter S. Thompson could do that, and Hunter S. Thompson could do that because you know, he used to read the Old Testament. You know, he'd just sit there and read that, and he'd retype it just to get that powerful, that that language to get that, to get that in his fingers, running through his veins, out to the top right typewriter. Sometimes you just have to do a thing over and over and over, you know, like this. But anyway, uh, rest in peace, uh, Stephen Wells. You were the greatest.
and uh, I might perform that song on one of these streams one of these days. I saw someone earlier ask uh, about the life equation. Maybe I'll do a gig. Maybe I'll do an old school Akira the Don rap show on a stream and I'll just like rap some songs, you know? Maybe we'll do that. Why not? Yo. Anyway. Time for me to get out of here. Uh, thank you very much for being here. If you're locked in live, then we appreciate you, and I appreciate you, and we, the community, appreciate you because it's an energy transference. And a very powerful one. And if you're locked in on the replay, nice one. Uh, we salute you across space and time, and we're very glad that you're here with us. If you're listening to this as a breakfast show, good morning. It's a beautiful day to be alive here at the Beacon Recorded Human Civilization. I'm your host, Akira the Dawn. And, uh, you know, it's about to be an epic day for you. This is your opportunity to shine. Yes, it is. This is your time to go forth and to be mighty. I believe in you. We believe in you. Your ancestors love you. And uh, we know that you can make them as proud as you want to. We know that you want to. And you know that we know that you will. And we know that you can. We know that you must and you shall. It's the peak of a good human civilization. I'm Akira the Don. I would like to say right now a prayer. Blessed be the uh, wave riders. Blessed be the meaning family. Blessed be those who go forth and be mighty. Indeed. We give thanks to the ancestors. We are grateful for this miracle that they have bequeathed us. And we shall endeavor to live our lives in tribute to that epic gift and that epic sacrifice. We shall remember it. We shall hold it in our hearts powerfully. And we shall stand up straight with our shoulders back. Yes, we shall. Blessed be, brothers and sisters. Yeah! Ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, you beautiful creatures. I'm out of here. Um, be excellent to one another. We'll be back tomorrow with some fresh vibe regulation activities. I wonder what it will be. What kind of vibes will we regulate tomorrow? I just don't know. I just don't know. Uh, if you want to support the wave, as always, you can hit one of the links in the description below. Wherever you're experiencing this, there are links in the description. You can hit them. You can choose your poison. You can become a member of the channel, become a member of the Patreon. You can buy some records. You can buy some merch. You could support the vinyl. You could support the What's Wave 6 projects on Indiegogo. You could back that and help 3D Meaning Wave exist in the world. Yes, you could. But, you know, most importantly, stay hydrated. Stay joyful. Stay grateful. Stay you at your maximum unus. Because you at your maximum unus is what is required for us to go forward and to boldly reach our destiny. Bye-bye.